This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. I'm Elizabeth Taylor. And I'm Alex Shapiro. We're estheticians in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and we work with really incredible, diverse, ambitious, and driven people who are killing it in life. They deserve to be celebrated, and on this podcast, we're going to be sharing their stories with you. Yeah, and in between our interview episodes, we'll have Beauty School, where it's just the two of us, maybe some guest stars, and we'll be chatting about beauty, life, weird shit about being in your 30s, and learning more about one another, because that's what makes us more similar than different. Also, we're a lot of fun, and we have a super multicultural community, and we kind of think that you might too. So, why not talk about all things beauty under one black and Jewish roof? Plus, we'll be answering listener questions, so be sure to write us at truebeautybrokenpodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, let's jump into the show. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast. Welcome. So we have a bunch of things going on today. A bunch. A bunch. I guess the first and foremost is we have a very special announcement to make. It kind of has to do with you guys, but not really, but it has everything to do with you. And that's, tell them, Alex. We are opening a second location of our beauty studio. We're opening a second True Beauty Brooklyn, guys. Yeah. It's still in Brooklyn. It's in Greenpoint. We're super excited, and we just wanted to announce it here because we can do it because of you guys, because you guys are telling all of your friends about us, and we've gotten super busy at our first location, and so we just, we got to hire bitches, and we got to bring... Speaking of. Yes. Oh, speaking of. So, if you a bad bitch... Are you an esthetician? And you want to come hang out with us, and when I say come hang out, I mean work real hard, meet beautiful babes, make them beautiful, browse... All the th- you guys know what we do. You listen. You know what we do. Yeah. Email us. Email us. Please put the subjects line. Heard y'all bitches. We're open a second location. Just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Put the subject line. I guess estheticians for I don't know. Put something that you want a job. Because coming into that email address 
for a job, we'll know that you guys came from the podcast. <gasps> yeah. And yeah, we were so fucking excited. It's kind of the biggest news around. Alex can never call me her boss again. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Happy. We're opening the second location together. Together, partners. Yay. She's got a black husband now, guys. I'm dead. <laughs> I tell her that all the time. <laughs> uh, you know, legally binding. I love legally. it. Legally. So that's number one. Number two is we have an incredible interview for you guys today. We're speaking with an absolutely incredible woman. Her name is Aseki LaFrance Seicherie, and she is a Navajo, Diné, Afro, Indigenous woman. And she's also a beauty bad bitch. She's really cool. She's so cool. She's building an incredible indigenous, all-inclusive brand. So it isn't just for indigenous people. Obviously, it's for everybody. But she's really just here to represent what it is to be indigenous, an indigenous person, what it is to be an Afro-indigenous person, you know? And we just had such an incredible conversation that spanned so much spanned beauty, heritage, inclusion, America, Canada. <laughs> no, but honestly, like we just, we covered so much in this conversation and I really, really loved it. And she taught me so, she taught both of us so much. A shit ton. A shit ton. More she's than. Very, she's smart. Yes. She's really, I. you guys will love this chat. I mean, she's just left us at a loss for words. I feel like that yeah. says a lot about who you guys are about to listen to because you Truly. know that we don't shut the fuck up ever. So, you guys, please enjoy our conversation with the gorgeous Aseki LaFrance Seicherie and let us know what you think. We can't wait to know. Yad, uh, hello. I am Aseki Batla Fred Sashri. I'm going to introduce myself in Dene. I am from the Water Edge people, born for the African American people. My maternal grandfather's clan is the Cliff Dwelling people. My paternal grandfather's clan is the African American people. I am from Bishbito, Arizona, located on the Great Dene Nation. My four clans, my origins, my ancestors on both sides define me as a proud, unapologetic Dene black woman. And I'm so happy to be here with you all today. I love uh, that. You sounded like a radio personality. <laughs> no, you right? Said, yes. No, in also, a great way. Like someone who yes. fe- felt so comfortable to just be like, yes, this I is me, bitches. I love that you took it as a radio personality because I was going to say the same thing. You sound like a bitch who knows who you are. Yeah. You sound like somebody <laughs> who knows it. who you are. And I, it's beautiful. It's, it's, I'm still discovering myself. <laughs> I think most of us are. So I love when, a, especially a woman comes on and just is like, this is who I am. Oh yeah, this You're is welcome. me. You're welcome. Hello, world. <laughs> like, <when> you <laughs> I love it. So, will you tell? So us- many history there already. So know, much history. So, I know. I know. Where do we start? So, I'm excited to have you on. Obviously, this yesterday was Indigenous Peoples Day. Happy mm-hmm. Indigenous Peoples Day. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we, as in the podcast, are trying to just bring in so many different voices from so many different backgrounds and truly make a multicultural community. But I think especially as a black woman who is a descendant of slaves, I was Mm -hmm. so thrilled to find you and your brand and find another person who calls America home in a different way than a lot of most other Americans. Most other people, you know, chose to come here one way or another. Some of us were from here. Some of us were taken to here. And you are a beautiful combination of both. So... 
yeah, let's open up, I guess, where we open up with most of our stories. So would you tell us a little bit about your childhood, where you grew up and, and, um, yeah. Take us through the journey wherever you'd like to start. We're going back to 1990. (laughs) (laughs) I was, right? Party 1990. I'm a res kid, you know? I'm native and I'm black. And and to this to this world now it's like okay it's great to be native now because you know all eyes are on us Mm -hmm. but the world don't understand it's like it's still so much more history and so much education needs to be done Mm -hmm. and it's not always good to be native and black i feel like because (laughs) being from two strong histories and cultures that still needs a lot of healing Mm -hmm. you know so it's not just to be commercialized and but it's also to be celebrated so like i said i'm a definition of a certified res kid and that being said, I am from the the Nen- nation, so the Navajo Reservation. I am a proud product from my reservation. I was born in a Indian Health Service Hospital, so it's called IHS, and I was born in Phoenix, Arizona. My mom is Dene, and my dad's black, mm-hmm. and it's like, whoa. What is this? What did they create it? The official native boss, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Little that the world knew. Yeah. Um, and I grew up on the reservation. Um, and like I always say, it's good and bad, mm-hmm. you know, but I've learned to always turn negative into positive, even though it's, you know, really rough. I grew up on the, my reservation is the largest mm-hmm. in the entire country. So oh, we're wow. the, the, the Navajo reservation, the Navajo nation, the Navajo tribe itself is the largest tribe, federalized, recognized tribe in the country. Mm-hmm. So we cover Arizona, New Mexico, and Utah. I would say Colorado, but we ain't going to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and our reservation is the size of like West Virginia. Okay. Um, the wow. world, no, yeah, it, yeah, baby is big. Yeah, within all of those four states that you just named. Correct. Wow. wow. Correct. And um, it was, it's beautiful. I grew very traditionally. I'm from a very traditional family. So I can speak, read, write my Denen language. At the same time, I balance, you know, my blackness. My dad's from Louisiana, um, New Iberia, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So yes. we're from down south. My family's from New Orleans, too. Awesome, Ninth Ward. <laughs> my other sister, is from New Orleans. And just this morning I was texting her like, girl, I miss you. No. I was like, I'm going to talk to you later today. So New Orleans, love it. Continue, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so growing up, you know, we lived in a traditional hogan while my, our house was being built. Uh, it's a, called a hogan. It mm-hmm. has, it's a one room, eight sided dwelling, third floor, no running water, no electricity. Mm-hmm. And wow. baby, it was hard. And wow. little backstory, my dad played professional football. So we were very blessed to be able to adapt to res life and to the outside world. Did you split your time between the two yes. worlds? Wow. That's yes. interesting. It, it, How did your parents meet each other? Oh, they met in college. They met at um, Eastern Arizona University and that's where they met. Wow. Yeah, back in the 80s. And um, yeah, they just been together since then. Um, I love it. They're still together. So yeah, uh, My parents girl. are divorced and so are like all my friends' parents so I'm always shocked when people's parents are still oh, together. Oh yes. They, so they ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, my mom. My mom like, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> awesome. So, so your dad was a professional football player. Mm-hmm. Your mom's native. Yes. So your mom's family's on the reservation. Correct. Your dad, did he have, so since they met in college, they kind of came up together. Correct. So did he, like, what was kind of that like for you? Did he always want to live on the reservation or? Oh yeah, no choice. <laughs> 
we know, we know who has the, yeah. who wears the pants. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But no, it was um in that time it it was very um Marinelle said the race wasn't right, mm. you know, so they hit a lot of a lot of brick walls, and especially, you know, being, you know, our tone. Right. It was even like a big no-no. Right. Um, so they faced oh, a so lot. They faced a lot, but they stuck it through. And, and my mom, especially building this brand, right, mm-hmm. and, grow, and raising three, you know, the black woman. Yeah. And I can't imagine how they did it, but it's hard. And just navigating life as a Native Black woman is hard, right. too. But growing up, I didn't see color, I ain't going to lie to you, because my dad's teammates were all from nas- different nationalities. Totally. And I didn't experience racism until I went to school at five years old, and I found out I was Black. Right. <laughs> wow. It was weird. Yeah. It, was, it was a huge culture shock for my own totally. self. But it was like, wow, your own people call you Black? What? Well, no, I've seen this tweet before, this Twitter thread, and it was kind of sad. The internet is interesting because on one hand, it's like it brings it, it makes me feel like I'm part of a, a greater community because I grew up, I was the only black person in town. So it f- makes me feel connected, but also still saddens. Like the thread was, when, when, when did you realize that you were black? At what age did you realize that you were black? Five years old. My first day of school. Like my like, parents were always so pro- <laughs> like so proudly black. So it's different to know your history, but then to have somebody else point it out to you and be like, oh shit, you guys know too? Like I thought this was something we talked about in my household. Like y'all know that I'm black. Oh, so I'm different. Okay, all right. It's a, it's a little shocking. It's shocking for a child. when Because when you're a kid, you're just a kid. You just are what you are. And your friends are what they are. So you don't know any different. But I do want to sort of swing back to something else that you were speaking of. Because... You know, Native people and Black enslaved people have such a a tangled history in this country because Native people helped a lot of Black people escape slavery. Native people helped a lot of people along the Underground Railroad. You know, our hair, like the reason that one of the reasons we do cornrows is one, we would plant seeds in our hair learned that from natives too is that we would create like uh constellations and maps within those cornrows so that we knew where the fuck we were going how to get from the south to the north like these incredible pieces of history that are so beautiful but also i'm to me again like i'm i'm a you know descendant of slaves so i always felt a kinship to native people and also i'm not gonna lie my mama always said that we were cherokee and then Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's true (laughs) so i was like yeah you know we're black native but i don't i I certainly don't have the same history as you do i really only have history as being a black woman in this country but i guess it saddens me that the two are separated and surprises me that the two are separated and i love that you are a product of our history of our shared history it's beautiful thank you and it it's a huge responsibility Mm -hmm. you know and it took time building a brand that truly connects Native community and a black community. It, mm-hmm. You know, growing up, it was like I had to juggle between two worlds mm-hmm. seamlessly. Yeah. And at the same time, balance it at the same end on time. Mm-hmm. You know, for a five year old to figure yes. that out. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, I was like, Mom, what you do? It's a lot. It's so <laughs> it's much to, to carry. And you don't realize that as a child. It's that, like, you start to realize how heavy that is for five-year-olds oh, when you okay. realize what it is that you've been carrying for all of these years. Exactly. Yeah. And little that I, that's why I say, like, I was born to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I was born to live this life, even though it was hard. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I felt like, you know, it was, I'm a human punching bag, as I like to say. Mm. You know, I truly 
built this company to truly unite the world through the power of beauty, mm-hmm. you know, and bring an authentic brand into the industry with an authentic voice and authentic spirit and not just pushing product, 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 product. Mm-hmm. Because in my speech, I said at the Indigenous People's Day in New York on Sunday, I said oh, to... Wait, wait, you're just going to graze over that? In the speech I said? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, right? Oh, yeah, I just, like, made this random speech. Right. I don't know, but just, like, call them me from the audience. Why don't you tell us all? Tell Definitely. us why you're being honored. Please, please share with us your honor so we can cheer you. Come on. <laughs> yes, yes. So I was um, was selected to speak at the Indigenous People's Day in New York here mm-hmm. on uh, Rondell. Rodell's Island? Randall's Island. Randall's Island, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, the my, my message was, you know, who does Asha Beauty represents? And I told everyone to, you know, raise your hand, look at your hands, look at your palms. I said, which means the five-finger beans. I said, when you turn the other side and look at the back of your hands, I said, Asha Beauty represents which means all five finger beans of all shades of skin. Mm. And I say rice. Mm. I said skin. The brand alone, it's, you know, it's it's alive, you know. And I really, really, really push authenticness because that's what's missing in this world. Mm-hmm. True human connection, true, you know, uniting the people, mm-hmm. you know, seeing people as people mm-hmm. and not just dollar signs. Totally. Because I can't be a brand by myself. I'm a brand with the people and they hit the nepot, which means this for the people. Mm-hmm. So it, it is it is hard because, you know, there's so much diversity mm-hmm. that the world is slowly understanding. Mm-hmm. And we are living in a world of... Um, the vision mm-hmm. that ain't no joke you know mm-hmm. it's like in our face and the native community you know we've been colonized bad mm-hmm. so when they see a black native they're like what's up with her mm-hmm. you know she's not native you know so yeah. i deal with colorism right and then in the black community you know we have colorism too 100%. but we're we're progressing you know yeah. we're we're embracing all shades of blackness yes yes and uh so we just got to catch up with the native community like come on y'all catch yeah. up now understand there's different shades of native people yes because we are on our reservations we do see the outside world being you know living on the reservation we do see everything everything that's happening Mm -hmm. but we are mindset wise we're sometimes still stuck in this is the native way blood quantum and all this stuff it's like no will you tell us what it's like living on the reservation because i don't know anything about it and my ignorant ass was just like Mm -hmm. oh it's just they live like us but just this is protected land or something along those lines and it sounds like it certainly isn't that so will you just tell us about the lifestyle and what it's like Give us a vision. Bring us there. Okay. So imagine like the Midwest, if y'all went to the Midwest okay. or, you know, like countryside. Mm-hmm. For most, for my reservation, it's like that. It's just mm-hmm. big open spaces with tons of beautiful landscape that is just created by God. It's just amazing. And we're just surrounded by nature, by mm-hmm. Mother Earth. And we have a few little stores here and there. You know, we my reservation has um, a three-system branch. Mm-hmm. And um, so we just run, like, within a nation, within another nat- nation. Oh, yeah, okay. so it's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. So we have our own laws, our own house, you know, our councilmen and mm-hmm. our own president and a judicial system. So we, like, it's... 
it's a hot mess sometimes. But uh, we're we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing it. Um, but everybody is just very rural. It's a very rural area. You mm-hmm. know, it's very untouched mm-hmm. versus, you know, here. The opposite. It is the opposite. Yeah. But there are some reservations here. Oh. In New York and Long Island. Really? You don't you won't even know you're in a reservation uh, because yeah. it's just like what? We're in a re- on the res. Yes, you are. Wow. So this is another reason why this brand is so important is because we get to open up the rest of the world's eyes to see like, you, in a way, all this was a reservation. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I know. This was a We're on native land Look, everywhere I, here. Everywhere. Yes. I remember being a kid and saying like, where did we get these names? Massachusetts. What the fuck is that? And somebody, some white girl was like, oh, it's a native. Like just said it. So, oh, it's a native name. Uh-huh. And I was like, there's something fucked up about that. Like, it is. I couldn't put my finger on it, but there's something fucked up about that. You know like, what's interesting? The other day, I, was ta- I wish I could remember this conversation better, but I was talking to a client, but I guess I mentioned, oh, I remember learning about XYZ when we did like Native American studies in elementary school. And she's like, you learned about Native Americans in elementary school? And I was like, yeah, didn't everyone? No, turns out they didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I Maybe because I grew up on Long Island. I also was like, I think our uh, school system was very progressive in a yeah. lot of ways, even though probably a lot of parents would hate to know that, yeah. a lot of conservative people. But we did a lot. I mean, I did all these projects on different tribes. I'm not saying that that gave me a full grasp on what that meant, but some she level had of not, awareness. Yeah. Some and level of awareness of the Also, of the we were living on... I mean, yeah, places Long called Island. like not Nantucket or what, what? Like, what are the names of Long Island? Oh, I mean, uh, Setauket, yeah, Patchog. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Half the towns yes. there are, you know, native names. Yeah. Um, but my ass was like, is that German Massachusetts? Where's that from? Like, <laughs> <laughs> legit. No, no clue. Dead. No clue. It's, it's sad. But I just thought that that really blew my fucking mind. I'm still naive to like so much of this because I was like, wait, you never learned about. We would go to, like, the north shore of Long Island. That's where a lot of tribes had settled. And, you know, we'd paint our... I've talked about this before. We've, like, used these rocks. We, we'd we put water on them and then put paint on our faces. And our teachers were like, this is what they did, you know, all these years ago. And I was like, you didn't do that in elementary <laughs> school? Well, I mean, this is a different... But it blew my mind that that was never... That not everyone totally. learned about that they existed at least. Awesome. That's a whole nother level of cultural appropriation. Like, what like, the let's fuck? Let's put the mud on our face. This is what they used to oh do. Oh my God, for but, sure. And then they're like, but it's and like that's a start. It. There like, was no it, reason right, for exactly. it. We just did it. <laughs> right. They, at least there was like, a, they, it, they admitted that these exactly. things existed, right? And yeah. that's more than the, any, any other schools. Like, my husband is in Houston. No, we learned none of it. He didn't even know we existed. This is what they're trying to do. And not to turn, not to make this a political podcast, it obviously isn't. But when people talk about critical race theory, this is what we're talking mm-hmm about yes. it's not about saying you did this to us it's and just say this happened at least exactly. show that this happened it's not about blame i don't give a shit i know who's to blame <laughs> that's not i'm joking but <laughs> let's just admit that these things happen so we can move forward so we can move forward like exactly. we just want to like look. maybe on long island they were like fuck we got all these names of these towns like copeg and right <laughs> they're like i guess like, we got to talk about it a little Germanic, bit so <laughs> right right yes but anyway, Sorry, I was just pointing so out that I didn't know that not everyone yes. learned about yes. 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 your people. Yes. yes. And um, there's like 500 of us, so who can? <laughs> right? Honestly. But that's, that's the power of technology. That's the power of what's happening now in the rise of indigenous empires, I like to say. Mm. Because each of us native businesses, um, and mine alone, it, 
you know, we're, we're trying to just show that, you know, we all, mm-hmm. we all heard representation matters, you know, mm-hmm. it really does. Yes. But, you know, it's like a balance of capitalism, commercialism, yes. commercializing your, your, tr- your culture. And at the same time, trying to protect it, like, yeah. okay, we can't commercialize it. I'm trying to protect it. it, it it's a hard balance. It's a very hard balance. Because some people will take that check. Well, but, and also it's like, look, we, Yes, we're all of the time where we're really thinking about capitalism and talking about ways to dismantle it, which whatever. My ass is a realist. I don't think we're going to be dismantling capitalism anytime Mm-mm. soon. So let's play the game. Exactly. These people have been playing this game for a long time mm-hmm. and they're living breadcrumbs for the rules. Mm-hmm. So we can shape, we can change the rules a little bit. We can adjust the rules because look, they do all the goddamn all time. The time. Right? So why can't we? And yeah. why can't we? And why can't we through that build the world that we want to see? Do you know? Exactly. And it's time, you know, I'm done waiting. I am done. You know, so are the people, girl, the people like the dollars. That's what, sorry to cut you off. That's what makes me so mad is it's a bad fucking business decision. It's bad business. There are so many people. The fact that there isn't an an Indian of the country, (laughs) India, the fact there aren't like Indian beauty brands for a billion fucking Indian people pisses me off because it's bad business. Like, what are you people thinking? We want to buy. Like, we are a generation of people that have the money and the education to buy the shit that we want if you would make it for us. Just fucking make it. Exactly. That's why we people like you on, girl, because she's making it for us. I got you. I got you. And we're we're growing every single day. And we're growing, you know, slowly and organically. And I choose that route because I get to make these real connections. I get Mm -hmm. to share the story. So it's not just another brand. Like, this is the next time's iconic beauty brand in the world. Yes. You know? So watch out, world. We coming. But um, it's just really bringing the culture. It's really just... Sharing storytelling is like we're the OGs of storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know, indigenous yes. people, we, we we tell some stories, <laughs> but uh, but that makes it so much better. Yeah. You know, it gives the brand so much more life that everybody can connect to. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm not just a brand just for the native people or the black people community. Like I'm for everybody. Yeah, you know, I'm for well, the entire American, world. Right? right? It's like it's like look, it doesn't. Somebody was saying on the other on the other on another podcast that I was listening to and they were speaking about the difference between solidarity and like allyship because mm-hmm. allyship can sound a little and I hadn't thought of this before but they were saying allyship can sound a little like oh my god mm-hmm. I want to help you guys like I'm here for you mm-hmm. whereas solidarity is like look I don't necessarily understand your struggle I might not even necessarily agree with your struggle but we are standing solid against them motherfuckers exactly because we don't like them and we do understand them and you mm-hmm. hate them and I hate them so let's stand <laughs> together in solidarity <laughs> against them exactly and that's like really I think the crux of like what we need to start to acquire within our Gen Z millennial selves is just like solidarity. You don't have to understand a hundred percent. You you can make mistakes even exactly, <laughs> you know? exactly, and we won't cancel you. But like we need to be on the same like solid yes a solid wall against the other motherfuckers exactly and it's again like we go back to like it's time that we do this but it's like how like what does that look like yeah you know like where there's no roadmap of dismantling this whole world that we're in you Mm -hmm. know as much as we want to but as like what like no let that world just keep playing out and let's just rebuild yeah you know it's just like there's no use trying to fix something that's already broken like Mm -hmm. that one is just you can't fix a broken egg like it's done (laughs) like it is done like we just need to just make an omelet 
we can, but you know, but not, for me, I'm like talking about like a shell. I'm not putting it together. You're 100 right, but in the Mm-mm. same metaphor. But what can we take from that broken egg? Oh yeah, is we'll we can make an, make an omelet, a nice, a nice you know omelet what I mean? too. We yeah. can add all these fixings. Exactly. Some hot bell peppers. Some hot sauce. We have some bell peppers. Do you know what I mean? You're right. The the eggshell is never fucking coming back. But what do we have now? Delicious omelet. Exactly. Everybody likes omelet. You know what I mean? That's your protein. Right Gets your brain going. Right. I like this metaphor. I like this a lot. Okay, so we kind of skipped over something very important, and we just started talking about your brand. So will you – one is I know that you're a businesswoman. Besides just having a beauty brand, which you're going to tell us about, you also have a coffee shop, and then you mm-hmm. also have a salon, right? Um, It's actually not really a salon. It's a studio. Okay. So um, kind of the same thing. Well, we're the first Native American beauty brand to ever do this, to open up a physical location in the country. Oh, wow. Before pandemic, you know. It's pretty big. (laughs) (laughs) It's history right there. It's a big deal. (laughs) history right there. We opened two, one on the reservation and one off. Oh, wow. And I did that because we need representation on both sides. I want to make sure that the very first storefront flagship is on my reservation Mm -hmm. to make a mark in the beauty industry and beauty history that you know we did it we didn't you know i chose i could have put it anywhere and probably make millions real quick Mm -hmm. but i'm like nah 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 nah. i need it to be done here because my economy at home needs help it's struggling Mm -hmm. it's red 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 like blood red Mm -hmm. like so bad it's like oh god y'all pray for us um so it's my job to help stimulate my economy at home to help create jobs and that's what this brand's really about it's a tool for me to help my people on and off the reservation because Mm -hmm. there's natives here in new york so when that day comes when your girl's on madison or fifth ave you know i got my office you know, somewhere up here, yes. like it's gonna be bomb, but the world's gonna see indigenous people. Mm-hmm. When I say all, and people, period, because mm-hmm. I can't build this and run this all by myself. Totally. And that's what the world needs to understand is like, you know, the next time it's native beauty brand, it's gonna be run by the people, mm-hmm. you know, and our, our allies. <laughs> but if you want, you know, the real ones will understand. Yeah. Um, definitely in the coffee line, Lasatch Coffee, everyone's like, how? Why did you bring coffee? Why did you bring makeup? Like, uh, let me see. Name me one beauty guru without a coffee in her hand. <laughs> True. Wow. Like, <laughs> As Alex brings her coffee exactly. slowly to her lips. <laughs> exactly. We gotta have our beauty products. Yeah, we, we gotta, gotta have our coffee. Yeah, we, we gotta, gotta run stay the world. Yes. Caffeinated and, and we have an amazing we have amazing teas and that took a long time to build too. And we're I mean I just like to break barriers, honestly. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, if they can do, why can't we? Yeah. And then like the coffee bean itself, you know, it's actually indigenous. Wow. You know, it's you from South America. So I was right, like, right, right. I mean, it's in Africa. Like everyone, we all, it's, right. how do you think Starbucks got coffee? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Where's yes. the coffee shops? It's in, it's in Winter Rock. So it's in my store. So I had to like remodel my entire store. Yes. And um, so I ha- it's half my coffee shop and it's half my, my storefront. That's awesome. And yeah, we get to sell both. We um, sell our coffee beans and our co- ground coffee and our K-cups. Yes. yes. And the espresso pods. For sure. this, um, Shit, I need to go yes. back to Arizona. I was in Arizona a few years ago. What? Now I need to go back. Where? I, go back, for sure. I went to um, 
I had never been before. I went to Sedona. I went to Flagstaff and I did the Grand Girl, you were just like three hours from me. Really? And my friend I was with loves to drive. We could (laughs) have... She drove our asses everywhere. It wasn't me. Next time, please, 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 hit me up. Oh my God, wait, we might have to do like a long weekend trip. We have to because I need to see the Grand Canyon and all these things. I need to be... I need to be like humbled by nature i like those oh, yeah. moments of being, yeah. of being just like that you're shit not will shit, humble you. oh yeah like, real yeah, quick yeah. that grand canning be like okay i'm not that big no more i know yeah. no i need to I'm see nothing. it because i remember one of my friends was like you know i always thought the statue of liberty would be bigger it's not that big of a deal and i was like that's unacceptable it's that's not unac- the size of it that's <laughs> but it's also it's just like unacceptable but i feel like the grand canyon nobody could go and be like eh, it's not that great Although, yeah, no. you're, yeah it's not that it's grand true. <laughs> oh it's grand it's like whoa you yeah. know it's Something that you're going to have to experience yourself, I can't really put words to, like, describe that feeling because it's like, wow, you know, we are, there's something greater than who we, than bigger than us. Yeah. For us, for something to be created like that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like, Statue of Liberty, I don't know, I have a love-hate relationship going on. (laughs) Yeah, fair. Fair. Look, I didn't go through Ellis Island. So I understand. Exactly. (laughs) Even that, I'm just like, oh my God, it's. It's beautiful too. Don't get me wrong, because like okay, so I love Este. Okay, right, Este Lauder, like and I love the story. Este, I love, 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 love. I love the story of you me know too. how her parents were immigrants and mm-hmm. look what she created. One of the biggest beauty brands in the world. In the world. Yeah, if like, you people, you oh people, my god, listeners, if you guys don't know, like every major beauty brand is really under either Estee Lauder or or L'Oreal. Every single beauty brand in the world, maybe not uh, the KKs yet, but that's Mm -hmm. the goal, is to get acquired by these two beauty brands. So, and you're absolutely right. And she's a New Yorker. Exactly. In esthetician school, we learned about her. Oh, did you learn about her in school? I didn't, but I remember you telling the story in the podcast, which I love. Oh, yeah. They had showed us a video on, like, the first day of esthetician school. Yeah. Just being like, all right, bitches, you want to know about beauty stuff? (laughs) I'll tell you a little Watch bit and just video. put on this video. And I yeah. was like, oh, shit, who knew? Because at you know, I was in my early 20s. I thought of Estee Lauder as like my grandma's right. makeup. You Which, know? yes, but she's smart enough to be like, okay, we'll take uh-huh. you. We'll take Fenty. We'll take Le Labo. Mm-hmm. We'll take everything. Any – like that's the goal. It's the goal is to get acquired by one of those two major corporations. They're, exactly. they're incredible. Yeah. I love Estee. Yeah. Like if, you know, I'm not saying I'll sell it yet. Give yourself a couple you years. You know, but <laughs> if I was to pick, okay, fast forward, it'd probably be a few billions. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Not yeah. one, not two. Yeah. A well, few billions. Yeah. <laughs> a few billions. <laughs> right? But it would be Estee, to yeah. be honest, because I love the brands that they they already inquire. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah. they're iconic. Like, yes. not, like L'Oreal's cool. Yeah. You know, nothing wrong <laughs> yeah. L'Oreal. But, you know, I feel like that's my heart would be Estee. Mm-hmm. If that, that, if that, when that moment comes. Yeah. It's when that comes. Yeah. But when, when. You when that comes. Because that, you know, then this, it'll, it'll truly be timeless because, you know, Estee, you know, the group will take good care of it. Totally. Yeah. Beauty baddies, y'all know I don't just endorse everything. 
I really try to bring you guys products that I love and that I've tried and that I know I can stand behind. And One Skin is the sponsor of today's episode, and I'm so grateful to them because they believe in everything that I believe in. They have science-backed, results-driven products that are created by incredibly smart women, four PhD-level scientists who dedicated their lives to studying the biology of aging. Those are the types of people that we want making our skincare products. I know that you were tired of cycling through the endless amounts of trending skincare products that you found on Instagram or that some influencer was talking about, and they all claim to smooth wrinkles and firm skin and give you a youthful glow. But not my beauty baddies. My beauty baddies know about the real ingredients that work to give you smooth wrinkles, firm skin, and a youthful glow. And all of the ingredients that we speak about on the True Beauty podcast can be found in one skin. The other reason that I love this product so much is because it's so simple. It's a two-step system that is great for sensitive skin. It's great for anybody who's trying to age like a fine wine. So after testing thousands of peptides, the incredible PhD-level longevity scientists that created OneSkin discovered the OS1 peptide. It's a scientifically proven peptide that targets sentient cells. That's the main source of skin aging, and it reduces the biological age of skin by several years. I already told y'all I bought this from one of my dear, dear friends who was speaking to me about his concerns about his under eye circles. They are gone. He's looking fantastic. I love to incorporate this into my skincare because it's great for sensitive skin, it's fragrance-free, and it really helps to calm inflammation. You'll know they've got those incredible omegas working in there alongside the peptides. And unlike most skincare products on the market, One Skin works deeper than surface level. And it's designed to promote healthier skin from the inside out. That's what we want. When you have a healthier skin, you also have better looking skin. Did I write this copy? Is this? No, this isn't the True Beauty podcast ad, right? This is one skin knowing the same thing that I know and the same thing that you know. Healthier skin is better looking skin. So you got to ask yourself, is your current skin regimen clinically proven to reverse the molecular age of your skin? If not, you got to give one skin a try and see the difference for yourself. So I got a gift for you. For a limited time, our listeners can get 15% off OneSkin with our code TRUEBEAUTY at oneskin.co. That is 15% off, y'all. This skincare can get expensive. We know it. Get you 15% off. <laughs> the incredible products at OneSkin, two-step system, incredible ingredients, four PhD-level baddies creating this product for you. It doesn't get much better than that. Go to oneskin.co, use my code TRUEBEAUTY and get 15% off your order today. So OneSkin is for everyone that wants to prevent or reverse the signs of aging with a groundbreaking approach. This is for y'all baddies that are out there telling all their friends the newest hotness. It's OneSkin. OneSkin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin behaves feels, and appears younger. It's time for you to experience a new skin health routine at a discounted rate today. I love y'all. I love giving you discounts. Get 15% off with the code TRUEBEAUTY at oneskin.co. You already heard me say it twice before. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code TRUEBEAUTY. We only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. 
At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at sax.com. Will you tell us a little bit about, I, I heard on your podcast you were talking about sort of the difficulties navigating being a business owner because you're in a sovereign nation that are much, that's much greater than just like Alex and I who well, we already made the announcement at the beginning of this episode, but we're opening a second location. But it's like in, we're kind of just like coming up against all these stumbling blocks, right? It's in a historical landmark district. It's just all these things we didn't have to deal with with our first location. Mm -hmm. And as my boyfriend said, honey, New York City will bleed you try trying to get every penny they can for anything that you want to do. So, and I, I can only imagine what it is that you have to deal with living in a sovereign nation. And I don't know how it works. Tell us all the difficulties. Ooh, where am I drink at? <laughs> I need a coffee, right? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. But no, it's um, how I explain this. We're overly regulated in a system that's not made for us to thrive. Mm. Like red tape after red tape. Like it don't make no sense. But being the official native boss, babe, I don't take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm one of those like, why? Can yeah. we find a solution? Yes. And, you know, luckily, luckily, you know, after persistence and, you know, being that the little old lady, like, I'm going to open a store here. Yes. And, you know, just pleading my case, like, you know what? I got to. We need to. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to have a we need representation in the native business world on our own, on our reservation. Mm-hmm. Like, how are we going to stimulate the economy if we just continue to have these enterprises owned by non-natives continue to make money off our Is that our what, homeland? what usually oh, happens yeah. oh, right yes, now? it does. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. unfortunately. But we're fixing that. Yeah. We're fixing that. But, you know, fast forward, after many years, we're able to open the storefront on in Windrock. That's our capital, the Navajo Nation. Mm. Um, but I don't think it's like the shopping center I'm in, you know, it's been there since like oh my god my mom was born <laughs> yeah the 60s so it's a yeah. really old old shopping center totally so it's not as uh, you know updated as i need it to be but you know that comes with the game like you had to put your money up to build something mm-hmm. and you know again i could have chose to build it anywhere but it was just like okay i rather break some barriers i'd rather make a bridge i'd rather help pave the road for the next native boss babe or the next native boss that's coming up Mm -hmm. like it can happen and some people just need to see it because like sometimes when i'm talking they're like when i was building this and i was talking about it people are like you're crazy it's not gonna happen yes but until they see it like oh that's what she was talking about like oh i'm a visionary you know Well, but also it's hard to see and that's why some people are visionaries right because they Mm -hmm. can see it before it happens and for most people it's hard to see what doesn't exist. It's hard to see things when it's not there. And that you're absolutely 100% right. That's why visibility is so important. It's hard to imagine something that's never been done. Like the amount of great people, period. I'm going to say black people because that's, you know, those are my people. And so that's who I watch documentaries about, etc. Mm-hmm. But like the, the amount of time, like Quincy Jones, for example. Exactly. Quincy Jones, who like went and found the greatest uh, symphony 
teacher in the world, in the world, and went and learned from him and then came back because he wanted to compose a movie and Steven Spielberg, God bless his soul, whatever he said, he was like, well, I don't know, can black people compose music? Mm. And it's like, because it's never been done before. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's not a racist person. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He made the color purple for fuck's sake. He right. made Amistad for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. But he did those things and his words because he saw his own ignorance. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because he was like, oh, what did they say? They said, oh, I don't know. Have you seen an alien drop down from the sky, E.T.? <laughs> Can a black person compose? But he had never seen it before. And so, he, you know, it's so hard to imagine. But... Until we see Native Black people creating their own brands on the reservation, Mm -hmm. doing it themselves, it's impossible to imagine that it could be possible. Exactly. And it it just needs to be done, you know, because growing up, there was not many Native Black public figures I had. I can't think of a single one. Was there anyone that you like? Mm, Very rare, you know, very rare. Um, They're just... Yeah, there's really not that many. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's another very, it's very important now, you know, power technology, um, that our young younger generation, because we all know is how it's very blended. Our world's very blended. Mm-hmm. So being the face of my brand, I get to show the young native black girls that hey, you know, you this could be you or you can, you know, use my story and navigate life. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it's, I'm going to tell you, it's still the same. It's still hard for you, too. But, you know, I'm hoping to make it better. Yeah. You know, again, I, like, I'm the human punch bag. Like, I just, I'll, I'll take all the hits mm-hmm. so that my my children's and, and the future generation don't have to deal with this. They could just learn about all the pain that we are going through to the, today mm-hmm. and that they can just learn from it and not to repeat it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a lot of healing, yeah. um, but representation is very, very important, but it's just being, continue to be authentic. Yeah. I, I'm going to keep throwing authentic because like, because we, we, we know, yeah. we know there's some black, you know, black brands that will take that check first and yeah. they, they will be tokens. It's the well, same thing on the other side. Totally. Like, oh, I mean, I get it. People need, needs to live, you know, well, but, but also it's, it's, like, it's comfortable oh. to think that, that everybody, that there's a mono society. It's comfortable to think like, oh, all of these people are exactly the same. Mm-hmm. People aren't, you know, individuals with individual wants and needs and thoughts. It's easy to just have like this monotype of what this person looks like. And the more of us that keep popping up, that's like, well, she looks like this too. And she sounds like that too. And they look like this too. And they look like that too. It's suddenly we're this well-rounded dynamic individual. Oh my God, a hu- a real human. Right. A real fucking human. Right. And it takes effort to sell to a real human. Exactly. <laughs> That's hard. Or to be like, oh, you're native? Yeah, native. I'm native. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, you, you don't look native. And I'm like, that's exactly yes. why I'm doing this. Yes. This is why I'm not, you know, trying to sign no vendor deals with any box stores right now. I refuse mm. to because I'm not trying to play that that, that card. Right. You know, I, yes, I'm Oh, like native. right now because it's Indigenous yes. Peoples Month? And then just now, yeah. the rise of native beauty yeah, and right and then we had um was a quana uh the um supermodel our native supermodel that was at mm. met gala oh, you know yeah. she's the first native woman to grace that wow the met gala and she you know she killed the it first the first i was like, God, first, God, I was like how long the first native supermodel oh yes. well it's crazy because you said like i'd never she did um uh she did chanel she walked um in chanel this past week well, like, two weeks ago i'd never thought of native as an all-encompassing term because like race, like race in this country is set up in such a way for slavery because like if you're black and you're mm-hmm. white, then we can pit, pit each other against each other and then you don't have to break down, you know, 
where we each actually are from, right? It's mm-hmm. easier, literally easier if we're each black or white. There's so many different types of indigenous mm-hmm. people. They're like, how is this the first? Exactly. That part. That's crazy. That part. And then um, in Harvard Bazaar last year, you know, we got, we were named Game Changer in the September issue. Yes! Hey. I was super excited. <laughs> and then the model that's in that same feature with me, um, her name is Kahara Hodge. And uh, Hudge, and she's native and black and uh, Hispanic, and so she's Navajo too from my reservation. So, oh, wow, we do have a few, you know, heavy hitters in the industry, yes, but they're just not talked about, right? So, um, that's another reason why it's so important for building a brand because you know, it's just we need representation, totally. like it don't make no sense. Like, yeah, we've been here way before these major box stores, yes. And we're still here. Yes. And we're not going no dang on where. Yeah. But it's just like just putting your foot down like, nope, I don't want that deal. I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to keep building and mm-hmm. believe me, I'll be ready. And then we're going to agree on my own terms. Yes. You know, yes. I like to use the same, this quote from Jay-Z. He says, um, he was talking about this song. He goes, um, you need me. I don't need you. Yes. For the whole like NFL thingy. And yes. now look at, he's running the dang on thing. It's true. So it's yes. kind of that like mentality, but you, we need people like him and like yes. Beyonce is that like, well, they own everything. Exactly. They, they've acquired enough. You know, I, I talk to people about this all the time because, and I'm so glad that you brought this up because it's really important to discuss is that power in this country, power comes from wealth and from ownership. And Jay-Z and Beyonce, somebody was like, oh, so-and-so is going to be the next Beyonce. And I was like, they're not going to be the next Beyonce because Beyonce and Jay-Z own Live Nation. They own Parkwood Entertainment, which is all of their music. They own Rock Nation. They own Tidal Streaming. They own, what else? Everything. Everything. But look, <laughs> they own the distribution. They own the mm-hmm. tours. They own the masters. And mm-hmm. like, they own everything. And they own the... That they own Chloe and Halle, but like they own the, mm-hmm. the artist, and that's how you have power. That's why they can do whatever the fuck they want. That's why Beyonce is wearing that Tiffany's diamond, number four woman in the world ever. Exactly, ever. 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 And ever. There was a lot of controversy on that. And I'm like, for me, I'm like, oh my God. And we walked off, we were um, on Fifth Ave. At and least I saw she's from African ancestry. Exactly. At least she's that side to cut you off. At but least. I'm, the first person that touched that diamond since it came from Africa. Thank you. That's even close. Thank you. <laughs> They and they still off, gave girl. up. They still they still donated. Like, exactly. Oh, like, they're not hate all do. And, <laughs> and, and notice everybody now suddenly knows who Basquiat is. Mm. Whole world knows who the fuck Basquiat is. Okay. You know? Okay. So come on, girl. You and me. I, I know. I got you. <laughs> I got you. But it's just like I see it. We both see it. Mm-hmm. You know, a bigger picture. Yes. You know, we need representation yes. in, at Tiffany level. Mm-hmm. You know, and they did that. It yeah. was like a black king and queen right there representing. Yeah. It's and important. the power of love. Yes. Like, yes. man, like, how yes. do you not get that? Like, yes. come on, guys. That's I understand so it was taken, but we really want to talk about taking stuff. Like, honestly, you, <laughs> you really want to talk about taking stuff. Right now? Taking stuff. Yes, Y'all took the honestly. whole country from us. Like, come on now. Honestly, yes. Come on. Oh my goodness! Honestly. Oh, we can okay. go on and on. Yes, but let's not. Let's get let's circle back <laughs> to positivity because I want you to tell the world about your brand. Let's talk about some of your favorite products. If nice, you have any nice. like hero products or like whatever it is that you love, love, love about this brand that you'd like to share with our audience. Okay. I'm excited to hear. Okay, yeah. so the name itself, Ash, means this is me. This is mine. So. And then um, Asha Beauty, you're saying this is my beauty. So mm-hmm. when you look yourself in the mirror, you don't see me. 
you see yourself. And I purposely did that so that to be a brand, not like everybody else, I'm really here to help enhance one's natural beauty and just provide some amazing products. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, to encourage everyone to set their own beauty standards. Yes. Because for, you know, we already know it. We've been forced these standards down our throats. Yes. So I was like, nope. That's done. This is how I want to do this. I rock a no makeup makeup look. Mm -hmm. So my personal hero products that I cannot live without is actually not on the shelf yet. It's um it's my cream um foundation. It's okay. in a compact. I have the foundation stick, which is great and all, but I've been living for this thing on um on compact. I I love it. Um, my skinny brow pencil. Ooh. So I'm a trio. So I love my brows. So my skinny brow pencil is my go-to. My foundation stick, mm -hmm. and soon we'll release the um the cream foundation in a compact. And honestly, really, my third one would be probably like my lip balm, but. My setting spray. I can't live without it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, my little mister. And that's it. And I wear frames. I love fashion frames. And I'm just a boss babe that's always on the move. And I, again, I purposely rock a no makeup makeup look because, you know, let's be real. We're in a world that when we're wearing our mask 24-7, mm -hmm. um, that's not changing. And, you know, why not celebrate our natural features yes you know we don't need so much and also we're coming out of a pandemic i don't think that people are i think that the cool thing of coming out of a pandemic is everybody was forced to stare at their face for mm -hmm. hours and i think people are coming to terms with how coming to terms with how they look but also improving the things that like makeup can't fix because like when you're sitting at home we're not wearing most people aren't wearing makeup so the amount like our skincare business has improved so much mm -hmm. Do you know our brow girl yeah, it's out of control. All the, the of all the like things that you can do, but to make yourself look natural, like lash yes. lifts. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. It mm -hmm. seems high maintenance, beauty. but it's really not. Mm -hmm. It's like these little things you can do. So I think a lot of people are embracing yes. the more like no makeup makeup yes. situation. Totally. I know I am. God. Yeah, I know. I think it's kind of it's fucking great. It's the best. It's, it's the greatest. It's amazing, <laughs> and we need to, we need this, especially for our young ones. Yes, because they're still influenced by yes. you know so many people on social media, mm -hmm. which is good and bad. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, like, look, Kylie Jenner looks fantastic she for does. a thirty-seven-year-old divorcee. Work. Wait, no, 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 not Kylie. That's no, a different Kylie. one. She's not a thirty-seven-year-old divorcee. Oh my god, oh. she looks fantastic <laughs> for a thirty-seven-year-old divorcee. The girl's like twenty-one. She's like twenty-one. <laughs> She right. said look, it. This she bitch said is, it. She said what she said. I know. And she's I love that. I'm like, I'm 31. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's not. And it's, look, I'm not trying to say that there's like, a oh, bad thing. Chloe. No, it just means she looks so old. She, she, yeah, I think that makeup ages you. And I don't, I don't mean mm, that in like a, a, she needs plastic surgery way. I mean that in a, the amount, the way that she presents herself is, I think, very older looking. Very. I think she looks older yeah. than I do at 35 years old, honestly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't. I don't know. The older I get, the younger I want to look. I just want to look right. like, you know, just like refreshed. Yeah, just like refreshed. Now maybe a little dewy girl. Healthy. Mm -hmm. That's it. Do you yeah, know? Yeah, make my shit look dewy. And I, I want to get back to that. I, and I think that our our age, I think we're there. Mm -hmm. The younger generation, I think, is still on that 37-year-old divorcee. In, yes. Yeah, that, They want to grow yeah. up so fast. I'm like, yeah. what you waiting for? No, don't, you, no just calm don't. down. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't want all these problems. <laughs> no, no. And, and you look crazy. I guarantee if you are doing that in real IRL, you look insane because it takes a lot of contouring 
to to make it look like you're reflecting light, girl. I know. When there ain't no light I, I don't reflectors got time right for there. That. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we, we, we ain't doing that. I was like, my husband got me, and I like, this is what I look like, and this is what I'm going to look like forever. So, <laughs> so I don't have I no one else to impress look, right I now. He doesn't like it that much when you wear makeup. Maybe he yeah. does. My boyfriend's like, what are you, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Exactly. exactly. He's like, I like you normal. I'm, he's like, he's like, get all over your mask. I'm like, okay, okay, calm down. Like, I have to wear it today, okay? Like, you know, calm her down. My husband's like two feet away. And I know. Talking about him like he's not here. <laughs> he's my like, husband oh. actually said the other day, he doesn't care for when I wear makeup. He's like, you look great. Or he'll just be like, you look the same, you know? Yes, exactly. But he's like, I do miss when you used to, because I used to wear red lipstick a lot. He's like, I kind of missed that. That was like your signature thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like with the mask. Well, I just this can't. is what you get, honey. Yeah, Sorry, this is what, Sorry, you got chapstick. <laughs> <laughs> Legally binded to my chapstick wearing ass. Right, right. <laughs> so great. But I, I love that. I love that. Um, you know, we get to partner our partners, our our life partners understand that we look good in both makeup and no makeup. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's very, very important. And especially, again, for our younger generations, because, you know, I feel like they're just so quick to having to look perfect all the time. And mm-hmm. then these young boys are like, oh, no, you don't look like her. So they're so our young our younger girls are like, Damn, I got I got to look like this because he look he likes this on mm-hmm. Instagram. Yeah. And I'm over here like old lady over here like you don't have to look like that, baby girl. But also let me ask but you, you can. But, lady over here. but here's the thing is like. Granted, we're in New York. It's a different look in New York. Mm-hmm. But I've honestly never met a man that loves a really made-up girl. That's so true. I've never met a man. They all, yeah. like, I every, think that depends a lot, on, for sure, a lot I on think where I'm, you are. I think that you might be right. But it's like, I don't, I don't know. I just hate that, like, I hate that girls think that that's what men want. When, mm-hmm. like, men just want you, girl. Exactly. They just want you. And maybe you is all made up. And that's fine also. But, like, you, I don't think... It's just not necessary. Yeah, it's just social media, and that, it really that, is. that's that's all it is. And just the, the extra little pressure that's unnecessary, that's and it affects their their little mental health. That's you know, true. and it's just like they get so worked up for not having these lips, or not having these brows, it's or so not true. executing that eye look. And yes. I'm like, baby, where are you going where with you that going? ombre? Yes. You know, just yes. go get your brows done. You're good. Yes, honestly. Once your brows are good, you're good. You're good, honestly. That's don't do it. them yourself also. Maybe don't right. pay $7 either. Oh, Save no. your little coins. For a professional. For a professional. Tell Sorry, us. this just came to my brain. Is there, because I feel like hair removal spans many uh, centuries. In the native world, is there any form of hair removal? Oh no! For the body or for oh, brows yeah, tell or us anything? about your hair. Yeah. I think that, I feel like hair is very important in Native culture. Tell us everything about. Yeah, she's hair. like, we oh, keep yeah. our hair, we're keeping it. Tell us everything. Yes. Yeah, so we're actually told not to cut our hair. Oh. Because our hair um, obviously is like attached to our head, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, it actually, um, we're told not to cut it because it holds our wisdom, it holds our knowledge, and you have seen the iconic little hair bun, right? Mm-hmm. It's actually called tzigil. Um, the, the traditional hair bun I, I have and the string I have it wrapped around has a bigger teaching behind it. Mm. So men and women in my tribe, we this is the traditional hair that mm. we all would wear. I like to rock it with my curly hair and all. It doesn't matter because it embraces and it just pretty much all my goals, my my dreams, my vision is all wrapped up in here. So wow. when I get ready in the morning, especially when I get ready for that board meeting, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like 
when I'm putting my hair up, I'm like, okay, it's go time. It's like my, it's like for me to prepare for like war or something, you know, because it really is. But it's just that moment I have with myself, you know, just collecting my my thoughts. Mm. And I feel like that really helps me spiritually and it helps me mentally to prepare to to speak Mm -hmm. or to prepare to, you know, Tell whoever I'm in the boardroom, like, this is what's up. This mm-hmm. is what this is what I want. Yeah. You want it or you not you don't want it. It's okay. Say yes, yes or no. You yes. ain't gonna hurt my feelings. I'm gonna keep dealing with it without oh, you. You're a New Yorker girl. You're a New Yorker <laughs> Honestly. Honestly. So that's that's the reason behind the um the TS and um we don't cut it because when you cut it, you are cutting away your knowledge, you're cutting away your wisdom. And another thing, it's like our hair, you know, you, we get to chase we chase away the rain if we cut it. And we're oh. on the Southwest, so we need the rain, every bit of it, every right. drop. Right. So, and then, like, if you notice, like, the hair falls, mm-hmm. it looks like, you know, rain mm-hmm. and stuff. So, there were, there's so many different stories behind hair. Wow. But the big thing is about um, wisdom, your wow. knowledge, and you don't want to cut that away. Because wow. it's, like, literally attached to your brain. And so, so. like, all your body hair. What about hair? body hair? Yeah, do women uh, remove body hair no, or not traditionally? Not traditionally, you know, because wow. we were, you know, like, way, way back in the day where we were, you know, hunters, gatherers. Mm-hmm. You know, we we had, we just moved with Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. and um, Your I, hair did its job. Yeah it, yeah, it kept us warm when we needed it. And yeah. I think now, definitely, you know, <laughs> definitely we do right. to keep up with beauty trends. But back in the day, no. Yeah. Which is like, I feel like we all just kept our hair back mm-hmm. in the day, like everything, you know? Yeah. So Yeah, I guess a lot of, but I, I, you know, I guess my question stemmed from like, Egyptians basically oh, yes. invented body wax, body hair removal with wax. You know, mm. with yeah. So I didn't know that I think Asia, Asia, the Asia culture too. Yeah, Asia for community. sure. So like many, many years ago. So it's just interesting that so many years ago, people cared or wanted to remove that. Well, it's interesting too when you bring it up like that. These different areas. Well, one is you and I know that I'm speaking very huge generalities right now. Asian people don't have a ton of body hair. um, Mm -hmm. Eastern Asian people, that I'll say, don't have a ton of body hair. So it's, I imagine that for whatever reason, they didn't need it. Like their bodies, you know, Mm -hmm. to protect themselves, they didn't need it. Whereas um, here in North America, well, I can't speak of native people are very hairy, but there's a lot of elements. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of elements going on. There's ticks. There's like a lot of shit that... You know yeah, what I mean? Like you'd really yourself. need your body hair to protect to protect you. Yeah. And also kind of going back to what we opened the show with, speaking of, you know, escaped slaves using mm-hmm. their hair as ways to like create maps and hide food and all of this. It's so interesting how that I'm sure that's interconnected. I'm sure that was something that was like shared in between groups because that's incredible. That's I I didn't know that 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 you carry so much pride, weight, history, wisdom. I didn't know there was so much um interest not interest what's the word i'm looking for because men traditionally have long hair too. yes they yeah. do and yeah. we and sacredness I it's guess. a lot yeah. of sacredness and we talk about you probably see it on social media about the boarding school yes. you know mm-hmm. and how we were forced to they were forced to um cut their hair and that was hard and now they're they're um regaining that back of having long hair again mm-hmm. 
Um, but, you know, even that, like, I try to explain to, you know, my people at home because they just um, don't understand the whole like, Black Lives Matter thing. And so mm. they won't be like, oh, Native Lives Matter. And I was like, not right now, guys. Like, not right now because yeah. being Native and Black, I feel both sides. Right. At right. the same dang on time. Right. So it's really, really hard. Right. You know, I get it. It's also harder because there's more of us. Exactly. So we can have a stronger voice. Mm-hmm. But, but that also, I think that one of the cool things about being Black and this is changing more and more with each generation is I think that today, this hasn't always been the case, but I think that today the Black youth really understand oppression and so they understand mm-hmm. the oppression of all people and so I think that they're more inviting of of different groups. Historically, for sure, it hasn't always been that, especially with homosexuality, especially mm-hmm. like for sure not, but that's the Christian church. We won't get into that. We're not going there. We're not going there today. But I think that we have a, a firmer grasp of like if we if one of us is free, all of us is free. Okay. And you know, for sure that's part of the show, like why we wanted to have this show was because it's like, look, the doors are open. Let's bring fucking everybody in. Like mm-hmm. all everybody who's othered, come on in. They're listening to us. Let's get these voices going. Like people are finally they don't have a choice but to listen. So let's make our voices as loud as possible. Look, slavery built the entire Western world. Exactly. And they could do it because they tried to kill you guys first. Exactly. Because so, we, we couldn't do it. We kept running away from them. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> been here. I'm like, excuse me. Excuse you. They were like, oh, dang, these people know where they're going. We can't. Right? Like, like, they know mm, about the corn. They exactly, know about the pumpkins. Exactly. <laughs> they're like, they know how to navigate. And, you know, and, but uh, unfortunately, yeah, that, that that's the truth. Of our country, you it's, know, it's, it's hard sad. when you're an oppressed person. It's, 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 look, it's easy to put oppressed people against each other because mm-hmm. that's how this all works is keep them fighting and then nobody's going to look up here. So I don't, I understand why Native people would feel like, but we matter too because we've been getting killed for, for, since just day the, one. Exactly, exactly. Since it, like, day one. And there's, as you said it, not me, seven of us left. Like, exactly. come on. That's exactly. not funny. It's not. But and it's, it, it's just, again, it's just educating and then just getting rid of division, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just trying so hard. Again, like I said, it's some big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants to be the first. Everybody wants to. But when it comes to be the first, it's a huge responsibility of how you want to, how you represent people. Like I walk out my house doors. I represent my native community. I represent my black community. Mm-hmm. So I got to be careful exactly how I do it. And I got to step each step strategically. Strategically mm-hmm. and respectfully. Yes. And that's my main thing is always making sure the bread and who I am, you know, I represent my people respectfully and correctly. Yes. So, you know, I, I, I do my double check, check, check. Like, okay, I got to be political correct. Mm-hmm. You know, I got, you know, just dot my I's, cross my T's. Yeah. And um, just just be authentic. And that's the best way I can move forward. And, and I guess one of my big inspirations is from like Nipsey Hussle. Mm. You know, they call me the native nip. I know that's some big shoes to say. <laughs> big build, you know, it's some big that's a big title. Yeah. But it took a while for me to like say that. And I didn't understand when people were like telling me that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? And then later on actually seeing it, like, you gotta step back because I'm in the trenches. Like people are like, Oh, you built this. Oh my god. But then again, after looking at it, I was like, you know what? They're right. Mm-hmm. And what he did, I you know, he truly inspired the world. Mm-hmm. And he was so true to himself and helping build his community. Mm-hmm. And that's what I just strive to do, too, was yeah. just help my 
my community, all sovereign nations, because when you're from the reservation, you have we're up against the same system of oppression. We're up against the same government. We're up we're up against you know. Our healthcare system was like, eh. Mm. Our school system was like, eh. Like, mm. you know, it's the yeah. same on every reservation. But the thing is, like, when, when we're in the hood, we in the same, we, we're on yeah. the reservation too. Yeah, we're we're regulated. Yeah. So totally. we all understand, of you know, we're all oppressed. But yeah. it's, you know, but how do we take off these invisible chains? Mm-hmm. You know, let's break them and just move together as one. Mm-hmm. We need each other. Yeah. We can't separate. We need each other more than anything because we are stronger together. I don't. All right. I kind of want to end it on that because it's really beautiful. I love that. But I also have a question because I think it's really important just to speak about because we're not speaking about it this that much in this country is uh, the schools. Because you, you brought it up briefly. And I know it's a huge topic that I'm mm-hmm. asking you to like wrap up our interview with no biggie but a lot of people don't understand really because this is really going on more in canada than it is it's, it's happening here also mm-hmm. we're not talking about it as much here and exactly. i know that canada is coming to they're a little bit further uh, ahead of us in terms of like understanding and coming to um i guess a grips of their true history mm-hmm. and i don't know that a lot of people really understand what's going on so if you don't mind sort of educating us no problem no problem like i don't have no problem talking about this like in an interview I don't, me personally, I don't use this topic exactly for my brand, brand, mm-hmm. like on, you know, on my posts and stuff. Of course. Because of the pain that I could cause my grandma because she's on Facebook. Oh. In that, you know, she watches everything. You know, grandmas be on Facebook now and they oh, that's watch I'm telling you, she be up like at two in the morning. I'm like, grandma, go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Does grandma listen to podcasts? Girl, okay. yeah. She listens to everything. Okay. She's, right, but she's good. She's good. <laughs> but she understands and she knows what, what my work is doing, what I'm doing. She only ex- told us the story once mm. because, you know, it was very painful for her to tell her story. Mm-hmm. And and it goes, it's not me just my grandma. It goes to like my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom went to school in Catholic school. And, you know, getting mistreated by um, the nuns and stuff. Like, it's like we have a love-hate relationship with the Catholic Church right now, especially now more than anything. But um, it was really hard um, about her story. Um, she couldn't. She went to the um, Phoenix Indian School, mm-hmm. and they te- they tore it down. Mm-hmm. I, they probably knew what's up. They yeah. probably saw the future coming. They're like, let's tear this down right quick. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, she went there. Um, she experienced, you know, the whole soap in the mouth because she couldn't speak her tongue, her native language. They mm. cut her hair short. They tattooed her hand with the, her ID number. Mm. Uh, that's why she refused us to have tattoos mm-hmm. and being away from her from her family. Mm-hmm. And um, my grandpa, he had a different story. He hid. <laughs> Good yes, he did. He yeah. hid. Um, so his other siblings, they went to to boarding school, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. So he was telling us a story about how his mom like hit him, mm-hmm. or how he ran up in the hills. Well, when they came, so when they when the, it is true, these soldiers they came to the to the homes and took the kids. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stories that have been told where the kids actually hid, or they went out in the mountains to hide until the coast was clear. Mm-hmm. My grandfather didn't go to school. Mm-hmm. My grandma did. She really pushed education, mm-hmm. and she knew that it was the the key to success to be successful in life. Mm-hmm. So she was very very hard on us about about that. My grandpa, you know, 
he carried on our traditional way of life with the sheep herding, corn, um, the gardening, everything, Mm -hmm. you know, traditional ceremonies. And my grandma balanced it with school. Mm-hmm. So at a very young age, we balance both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, what is happening right now is, you know, a lot of people don't, didn't, they think that, well, it's actually in our treaties. Mm. So when we signed a treaty from the long walk, um, our leaders said, okay, yes, we'll let our children learn the American way of life. Mm. So at the age of five, they will be taken. Okay. So they had to go to school mm-hmm. for us to go back to our homeland that wow. we call the Navajo Nation. So they are like, pretty much, pretty much, yes, that's the, in so many from. ways. And that's, you know, a lot of us, because the government wanted us to be like them. Mm-hmm. And the whole, you guys probably heard this, this, this theory, um, save the man, kill the Indian. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what they try to do. Mm-hmm. But what they, what they didn't know that, like, we were going to carry on regardless and that, you know, that's why I'm very, 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 very adamant about being authentic because that I'm just doing something that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm carrying on a language that was my people, my ancestors, my grandma, you know, my grandparents, that they were punished to speak. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I carry my who I am with my, my, my jewelry, my hair bun to represent that on a major level, on a bigger level. Mm-hmm. Like, all that you have sacrificed is not wasted. Mm-hmm. I'm going to carry it on. Yeah, it is hard. Um, I have, like, a love-hate relationship with, like, talking about it or of seeing course. other people talk, you know, use it as a platform sometimes. But, you know, that's their way of educating the world. Mm-hmm. But the world needs to understand, like, it's, you know, it's something that we just never really talked about. It's too, yeah. It's, it's really hard. It's still, we're still healing from it. Yes. Like, it's, it's, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it's grandmother your parents it was not that long yeah. ago um right, like your grandma's still here she exactly yes. it's not that long ago but you know i try to explain to my people too like the best way i can explain it is you know uh, our, my on my black side you know 500 years of slavery mm-hmm. like the my people forget like we weren't just black people mm-hmm. we were tribes we mm-hmm. were kings warriors queens princesses whatever you want to call it like mm-hmm. we had tribes we had a language we had culture we had everything too mm-hmm. but they whipped it out of us for 500 years mm-hmm. so it's just like okay guys we're more than just hip-hop yeah you know we're more yeah. than a trend we're more than all the slang and style that the whole world craves totally. but and oh. also we are those things because those things are american because we had to make those things okay. because you took everything from us literally mm-hmm. so we had to create our own our, our own, own culture, culture. girl okay. thank you so 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 much for sharing that with us because it's <sighs> representation is important. That's what we keep saying. But until you know, these are stories that people have never heard before. I'm sure mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who are probably hearing that for the first time. Like, oh, they took these children from their homes and punished them for doing their own culture, for for speaking their language, for... And like the levels of trauma, the generations of trauma that that goes down to is so fucking deep. And then you, and then you fast forward now and... You know, you have major corporations loving our prints, yes. loving our way of life. And it's like, yes. so now it's cool. Yes. Come on now. Come yes. on. Yes. This game is a big old slap in the face. Like, 
What? Yes, you tried to kill us. You, literally. Yes. Literally. But yeah, we're here. I mean, but that's you. You made a really great point. It's like in you know in the Black Lives Matter movement. Like my, I realized like, oh my god, Black history is that was my parents. They lived through it. Like our civil rights movement was what our parents lived through every single day. Mm-hmm. So for one generation away to have this huge revolution is incredible, but it's also so. Like, I understand why my mom never wanted to watch Malcolm X. I was like, Mom, that's not history. Girl, Spike Lee. It's Denzel. What do you mean? She's like, I can't relive that. I lived through that. Like, don't ask me to rewatch that. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact thing for you, except now we're uncovering bodies of children exactly. that were killed. It's off. I'm sorry to bring that up again, no, but I just it, need, like, true. the listeners to understand the extent to which how devastating and, like, just so fucked up. This is. is. And we pretend like it didn't happen. Exactly. Imagine all the little souls that, innocent souls that just never was able to come home. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't even, I can't even wrap my head around it. And, you know, like other issues happening of, you know, human trafficking. I mean, they're Mm -hmm. like, it's, it's, it's happening. Like, uh, that, they already did that. Yeah. They've been happening. They've been, they've been doing that. Yeah. Now people are learning. Now people are learning. Now they will know. Yes. Especially now that I know that not everyone even learned about Native people yes. in elementary school. Not yes. that it should just be a small topic that you learn about for... Once October, once yeah. in October and once in November. No, right. these are... But yes. I feel at least grateful that I got to know your people existed. Mm. There are... I'm kind of figuring out in my head now there are probably people who didn't know until they became adults. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or because yeah. it's like this cartoon... This cartoon... <laughs> This cartoon until he met that of, fine like, woman, you know like, right, exactly right. He's like, oh wait, you, black people. Th- this is the same thing that Tava was telling us. Like black people are like, wait, native people exist. When, mm-hmm. Remember? When oh Tava my god. Like, okay, so yes. I have a client, Tava. She, um, her dad is native, and they're, they're Creek, I think. Yeah. Okay. And um, she lives in Brooklyn, and she was at a coffee shop not too long ago, and um, oh, I guess when she went to give the guy, it was the owner of the coffee shop, she went to give him, he was black, her card to pay, he was like, oh, how do you pronounce your name? Like, oh, where's this name from? It's so pretty. And she said, and he was like, you're like a real native person? And she was like, and then he just kept giving me free stuff. Like, he wouldn't let her pay. And I was like, yeah, it's because black people were like, native people, they did you dirty, then they did you, it's even worse. Here's some pound cake. Like, I can't even finish the sentence. Just like, it chokes up in your mind because you're just like, Here's somebody who has it even worse than us. Please take some pound cake. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what can we do? His mind was blown. Blown. But yeah. I think it's because, especially like as you know, in another oppressed group who technically like we're at the bottom of the totem pole. It's like wait, the totem pole goes underground, girl. Uh-huh. There's oh, totem poles also, well, also native. I, I think yeah, that, that is that is that's on the east, uh, the <laughs> west coast. I didn't even realize. I think it's oh, like yeah. the Black history that I learned also in elementary school and throughout middle school and high school and it's like i mean that was just scratching the very surface yeah i didn't learn the real shit until i went and looked for it yeah mm. what did they as say as an adult they said uh rosa park sat down martin luther king jr got shot and, and then, then racism, yeah. and then was, racism over. was over and then racism that is how it was over. taught exactly yeah, for yeah. sure oh god i know we just got to redo this whole like yeah. education is so important yes and it's just you know it all starts from home it all starts right mm-hmm, here also, mm-hmm. you know, because honestly, Alex was a great example. It's like when all of this was happening, I was just like, yeah, I just always kind of thought that people, white people who weren't racist learned that in their home. And she was like, I, she's like, my parents didn't say anything to me about like black people. She's like, I learned everything. Alex 
went out of her way to learn about other cultures, you know, and to make herself not even an ally, but a solidar a, a solid, what are you? Real quick, this is what happened. When I was 19, I left my parents' house. I moved to Bushwick to move in with my boyfriend at the time and a couple friends. And we were just involved with a lot of people who acknowledged that we were moving, number one, into a neighborhood of people who were not white. We were moving into their neighborhood. Mm -hmm. It was mostly Puerto Rican and Dominican. And then we had friends who lived in Bed-Stuy. It was mostly a black neighborhood. But also, and a lot of these people were a little older than me. And they, this is really cool. So a couple people created this community space called the 123 space. It doesn't exist anymore, but it existed in Bed-Stuy. And they really made it for the community. They would have free classes for children, things like that. And I think that that's where my mind, I started learning. Mm -hmm. Like, not that I thought black people were bad, but yeah, that it definitely, people had tried to teach me that over the years. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh no, they're not bad. They just don't have fucking resources that I got to have my whole life. Mm -hmm. And that's how I started to learn and started to read and learn from other people. But I'm still fucking learning, totally. you know, like but I've had to unlearn things that I was. We all have. You know. We all have, because that's what America does. But totally. I brought that up because this is uh, my my other white husband, Alex, and <laughs> it isn't always just in the home. I think it's it's podcasts like this, mm -hmm. you know? It's having conversations where these are three intelligent women from three different, completely different backgrounds who are talking about the same thing and can see eye to eye and can respect each other and can be wrong and can maybe feel like, oh, shit, we feel guilt, right? Like, that's mm -hmm. this whole thing is white guilt. But... But still have the conversation and still mm -hmm. come out and just be like, how can we do better? How can we be more empathetic? How can we be better members of this like global community? Mm -hmm. And like that's that time in my life taught me. That's how I started to create like a different narrative in my head. I love that. I think I love that. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And this, we need more people like you, babe. You're amazing. There are a lot of people that I've met like over the years, like the people who created that space. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, that was really important to them to give first of all give back to people in the community because we're mm -hmm. like we came and moved into your fucking neighborhood Territory, you know right? yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and um also you know and we learn this more and more but like i okay i guess when we lived in queens i had friends of from you know all different countries but when i was close to 10 we moved to long island and i was mostly around white people and so i of course i didn't know much about anyone else and like what they went through or what obstacles they faced that I didn't so it was obviously like mind-blowing to me to be like they've been fucking lying <laughs> fucking lying to me no people of other races didn't do anything things have been done to them and that's why things are the way they are but I don't think that gets to happen to everyone so exactly. yeah <laughs> it's but here just, we are we're trying but, to that's why we have to spread the word of a lot of these things yes, because exactly. we have a platform that also not everyone gets to have. Totally. And, mm -hmm. um, we have incredible listeners also that are listeners. so fucking empathetic and like who mm -hmm. crave information like this and conversations like this. Yeah. And like tell it like I just saw a review today. She was like, I told my therapist and my friends yeah. to listen to this episode <laughs> oh and goodness. I'm coming back to listen again. So I like, love it. you know, people who like truly are trying to make a difference, like those are who our listeners are. And so we're so grateful to have people like you come and just be so open and honest and candid and funny and lovely <laughs> to share your journey with us. And let's all go buy her products. Yes. yes. <laughs> Will you tell everybody how they can support you, the websites, the addresses, whatever Instagrams. you want to tell everybody, the Instagram. Yes, yes. We're on all social media platforms at Asha Beauty. That's A H. 
S-H-I-Beauty. And you can go to my website, 24-7. We don't close. Um, to ashabeauty.com. Also follow our sister page, Lasatch Coffee. That's L-A-C-H-A-C-H Coffee. And go to LasatchCoffee.com. Get your coffee fix. I'm telling you, I'm the coffee queen. <laughs> and on Instagram. <laughs> and on Instagram, too, yeah, y'all. Yeah. So definitely, um, I appreciate you guys. And I appreciate, we're all family. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. we're five finger beings. Like, yeah. there's only one race, and that's a human race. And, yeah. you know, and that's what we're here, just to unite, unite the world through the power of beauty and coffee. Like, yes. let's stay caffeinated. Yes, yes. <laughs> two things that we all love really the best. Honestly. Beauty and coffee. You co- it's genius because I'd never thought of it before, but you're absolutely right. Like, beauty and coffee is legit what the world runs on. Mm-hmm. I'm I mean, here for it. Yeah, it's I'm true. I'm for it. I love it. Guys, hope you loved that. Hope you learned a shit ton. I'm sure that you did. I did. I did, for sure. I I mean, also, I'm so curious. Those of you who grew up in the US especially, did any of you who didn't learn about native people mm-hmm. in school? I'm curious. Yeah. Or who did? I'm just I'm just curious to know where you're from and if you learned about them during any of your history classes. Totally. And I think that, you know, it's really hard to hear the truth, right? It's really hard, I think, to be... Look, it's exhausting being woke. I talk about this all the time. It's fucking exhausting. It's hard. You've got to do the work. You've got to look within yourself. You've got to ask yourself really hard questions and tell mm-hmm. the truth. And, and feeling empathy. Empathy is very tiring. Yes, exactly. And so this was a conversation that I really feel that we needed to have, especially because a lot of you guys reached out to us after you know we had somebody on the show a while back who said who made like an offhanded joke, quote unquote joke regarding native people that was really, really hurtful because we didn't understand the culture that we were speaking of. And we didn't understand the history of these people and the hurt and the trauma that we're all, you know, like it or not, we're a part of because we're all really on stolen land. And until that's kind of rectified, until we start talking about this, until we start telling these stories, you know, I don't know. A lot of people are going to continue to be hurt and we're just going to walk around being ignorant. And it's, you know, we're the anti that we're the anti ignorance Mm -hmm. podcast. So like it or not, you're welcome. You just learned a shit ton of truth today. And so did I, honestly. Also, that was our first IRL interview. I loved it. It was so nice feeling life with her lovely husband. Yes. It was great to really connect with somebody beyond just the screen and be you know, in the flesh. And it was just great. I just loved this conversation. Loved it, loved it. Hope you guys did too. Again, email us. Yes. I want to know about what you were taught. Totally. Tell us about school. your experience. Yeah. Um, you know where to find us at truebeautybrokenpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the gram. You can find us on the gram at truebeautybrokenpodcast. You know what else you guys could do? We haven't saying, we haven't done this in a while. <gasps> do it. You could rate, review, subscribe. Hey, rate, review, subscribe. Hey, hey, hey. You guys could rate, review, and subscribe she to our show. She does a great dance while she sings that. I know. I wish one day you'll see it. Yeah. Yeah. We actually just, oh, guys, all these things are happening today. <laughs> we hired a great new assistant, a podcast assistant. She's fucking one of us. She's fabulous. She's a murderino, but she's going to come help us so we can dig through all these listener letters. Send us your listener letters. It's just, 
today's a great day. We're excited to be just surrounded by incredible people like you guys. We love you and we love the show and we love hearing from you. So write us, gram us. That's it. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. This has been a COCBK production. Produced by us, Elizabeth Taylor and Alex Shapiro. Our engineer is Bart Tripoli. Our theme music composer is Zebra Sonic. Our artwork is by Garrett Ross. Our photos, hair, and makeup are by Sabrina and Joe Holdsworth. If you're an advertiser interested in advertising on our show, go to midroll.com slash ads. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.